Welcome to episode number 48 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we are talking about cleaning up your diet. We want to give you practical and accessible tips to just feel a little healthier in your day-to-day lives. Um, We know that we're about two months into the new year. We're recording this podcast episode on March 1st, and we just want to do a little check-in and make sure anyone who had health-related goals is staying focused and maybe use this podcast as a time to come back to the um, goals and ideas that you set forth for yourself in 2018. Before we kick off this healthy conversation, we are going to highlight our review of the week. This week's review of the week comes from Saisha. Saisha says, real, honest, and believable. What a treat to listen in on conversations between two best friends who are real, honest, believable, and unafraid to get to the deeper stuff. The only way we get real with ourselves, learn about ourselves, grow and evolve through our lives is to be able to dare to go deeper into these topics. And I so appreciate these weekly deep dives. Allie and Carly, thank you. Thank you so much for that review. It really lights our fire and kind of reminds us why we do this podcast in the first place. If you'd like to be the review of the week, please head over to iTunes, drop us some love, tell us what you love about the show, and maybe we'll highlight you next week. And on that note, let's kick this thing off and talk about cleaning up our diets. Welcome to Truth and Dare a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. All right, we are back, Carl. And for those of you who know that we are traveling via sailboat right now, we are currently in Guadeloupe, which is a French island. And um, we are in a marina right now. And all of our laundry is tied around our boat. So we look like the most Griswoldy boat in here. Although there's a lot of others, so it's hard to beat. But let's kick things off before we dive into healthy tips. Um, with our slug in the honey. What's your slug in the honey? Speaking of laundry, it just should be noted that it's not something we do often nowadays because we have to use this like plunger thing in a bucket. It's kind of like a plunger pump. And so as a result, we wear the same outfit for about three days in a row. So my slug in the honey is that I've been wearing these pants. They're like pink cargo pants. They're like salmon colored cargo pants that are two sizes too big for me. They're supposed to be capris. They're not. And they're just kind of ridiculous. And um, I just, I don't know. I like them. They're weird. And I don't know. I just don't feel like changing my pants. That's my slug. What's yours? So my slug is the shower is clogged with Carly and I's hair. And before getting on the sailboat, Myers told me it was my responsibility to figure out how to keep the drain unplugged. And I like didn't take it that seriously. And now I'm wishing I did take it more seriously because it's completely full of water. And uh, Myers is telling me that Carly and I have to take apart the pipe and like take apart some diaphragm thing and pull out our hair. So that's my slug because I don't want to do any of that. But I know it's it is our hair in the shower. Yeah. So we're trying to reframe it. We're like, oh, that sounds so cool. We can't wait to pull out 
a lot of hair. <laughs> All righty. So those are our slug in the honeys. Uh, let's kick this right off. Like Carly said in the introduction, these are accessible, practical tips to help you reconnect to your body and uh, be a little bit healthier in your day to day. So number one, we think this one is so valid and it's the foundation of you getting to a healthier state is committing to cooking your own food and planning ahead. Um, Carly and I can't stand by this one enough because we both practice it. We practice it on the boat. We practiced it back at home. Um, and it really just works. So if you're new to committing to cooking your own food and planning ahead, we recommend finding bloggers and recipe inspiration online to help you pick out some new recipes. Number one, um, to try new foods and, um, help you craft that list for the week ahead. I did this probably every like Saturday or Sunday. I would just browse through my favorite bloggers. I'm sure Carly did too. Sometimes I would, if I knew I wanted to make something, I'd go on Pinterest and look for a specific recipe. Um, but at the same time, don't get too overwhelmed. The online food blogging world is incredible and it's full of so many recipes and also a lot of difficult, complex ones. So find the ones you like, find what works for you. Don't go down a rabbit hole of having to buy a hundred new ingredients that you won't ever use again, but find staples that are going to work in your household. I think for both of us, we have staples that we make on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, and we just rotate them around. And every now and then we try something new to keep it fresh and exciting and um, like wanting you to stay in the kitchen as well. Um, something else to do, pick one day a week uh, to plan out those meals and your grocery list, whatever day works for you. For me, it was the weekend. I like to sit back and kind of relax and Look at all the recipes online. You might have a better day that works. And then I think this bullet point is the most important. You actually have to make the time to cook. So you've got to remove the distractions that keep you out of the kitchen. You've got to stop wasting your energy in other places and really devote yourself to getting in there and doing the work. I mean, cooking all your own food is work. That's just it. There's like no two ways around it. Um, so I know when I used to work a full-time job and I think Carl, you told me you did this too. I would prep things the night before. Uh Um, I would chop veggies in the morning. I would get like an entire crock pot ready the night before. Um, like there's so much prepping you can do in stages so that you can make it a manageable, enjoyable experience. And, you know, once you go through this whole process of finding new recipes, cooking for yourself more and more, you're going to find what works for you. You're going to find the breakfast that works for you, the midday snacks, the lunch meals, and the dinners that work for you and possibly your partner and your family. So commit to cooking your own food. We do it almost every day here on Alfie and it really makes a difference when we try to go eat out and we just feel blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Thanks, Al. Uh, Moving right along, number two, I think this may be almost the most important, which is cut out the processed shit. The reason I say that is because it all comes back to our diet, right? You can be running 20 miles a day and pumping iron and doing high intensity workouts, but if you're eating shit, 
you're not going to see any results. And I think the biggest downfall, especially in our country, is the accessibility of prepackaged foods. Um, and they're easy, right? And we get it. Like you're working, you have a family, you have a million things on your plate. The last thing you want to do is cook a home cooked meal. But unfortunately, if you really want to put your health as your number one priority, the first thing that has to go are the ingredients that you cannot pronounce that are not only stifling your health results, but they're really not adding any benefit um, to your health in the future. In fact, they could be creating negative results for your health in the future. So you may have heard this idea before, but the idea is when you go shopping to stay on the outside of the grocery aisles, that means produce, meat, um, usually breads and avoiding all of the middle aisles. So the chips, the cookies, of course, you need to get sauces and things like that. Don't take it quite so literally, but generally speaking, get the bulk of your groceries from the outside of the aisle and then have a limited amount of groceries that you take from inside of the aisles. Some things that you can do if this idea is new for you is, you know, swap out your favorite foods, that snack food at work. Like if you go for the chips midday or the pretzels or whatever, you know, swap it out for something savory and healthy. For example, you know, Allie <clears throat> was big on like swapping out her chips for carrots and dipping that in hummus instead or using celery or using any other crunchy vegetable as a vehicle to hold the hummus. You know, all you have to do is get rid of that process thing and swap it out for the good thing. For me, I often like to swap out fruits for desserts because I think I definitely have more of a sweet tooth than Allie. So if I'm getting like that late night craving for chocolate or ice cream, I'll often just have a peanut butter banana or peanut butter with apple because it gives me that sense of satisfaction and it curbs that sweet tooth without indulging in all the crazy stuff. And like, come on, I'm not going to say me and Ali, we never eat chips and like we never eat ice cream because of course we do. But we're saying if you really want to focus on healing this year, you have to severely limit this these types of foods. I want to challenge all of you if you're listening and you're someone who means into those processed foods a lot to take one or two days a week and commit for the entire day to eating whole real foods. That means nothing that comes out of a package. Of course, if you need some condiments or you have some clean dips like hummus or guacamole, I mean, you know, use discretion here, but commit to one to two days a week of whole foods, nothing in a package and just see how you feel. Um, and yeah, let us know. But I would love to challenge you in that way and maybe use that as a stepping stone to start taking away processed food from your diet. Mm, challenge accepted. I would love to get my hands on some crunchier food here. And sometimes we do find it here in the Caribbean, but it's really expensive because it's being imported. So Carly and I are lucky in that uh, we can't really be in crunchy land, dessert land with you. But um I know for a fact that are that challenge is incredible and it is one to take on because once you start to change those habits, you're not going to even want the processed shit anymore. It's like the desire to eat that food starts to slowly seep out of your body with the more whole foods you take into your body. It's a process. Don't worry. But once you get through it, um, it really becomes a natural state. 
So our third tip to you ladies is to eat more greens. Carly is the green goddess of the boat. Um, she's been learning a lot about greens and diet and she is being, she's really on herself and really on me to digest more greens. So just a few things. Leafy greens are the most nutrient dense food and they can really help you reduce inflammation in the body. I think all of us have some form of inflammation in our body in some capacity that's affecting us. So why not use mother nature to help us reduce it instead of turning to medication of any kind? And the recommended dose of leafy greens is three to four cups per day. And if you're someone who doesn't eat any grains, that might seem like a lot, but you can sneak it into so many meals. And there's like never too much green. So if a soup calls for two cups of greens, add three cups. Like the soup's not going to be that much different. If you're eating a salad, add another cup of greens to it. I mean, it's literally like you're eating air, kind mm-hmm. of, <laughs> like really delicious air. So you can't get too full on greens. And there's no there's no bad green either. Romaine has benefits too. So find different greens and also experiment with them. Uh, having to grocery shop at new places and not like be able to pick what green we want traveling through the Caribbean, we've tried a lot of new greens. And generally speaking, they're all really good. Mm -hmm. And they just add flavor and oomph to your meals. So beef up on the greens, start adding them to almost every meal that you can. And again, tell us how you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good advice. And I just want to comment, you're so right. You can literally sneak them into anything from smoothies to soups. People even put them in desserts. It's crazy. But anyway... Moving on to number four, this might be a testy one, but we're going to throw it out there, which is limit alcohol intake. And I think it kind of depends on where you're at in your journey. If you are in a place where you are majorly detoxing, and trust me, I have been there right beside you, and you want to severely drop weight, or you want to overhaul your lifestyle, or you're trying to heal um, some sort of autoimmune deficiency within your body, or you have a hormonal imbalance, we're talking something serious here, we would highly recommend completely dropping all alcohol for at least 30 days and seeing how you feel. Um, And then maybe slowly reintroducing it at that point. However, if you are at a place where you're just trying to clean things up and you don't think that drinking alcohol is really hindering that, you're not going on late night benders and then eating the greasy foods and then waking up with the hangover and then eating the bagel and then there's the whole cycle all over again, um, of course, we would say drink alcohol responsibly. Um, There are certain alcohols which are easier on your body with less sugar. Those are red and white wines, um, as well as sake, actually, and champagne. And um, I think I'm drawing a blank. I also hear about people doing really well with tequila, straight tequila. Uh, I haven't tried that one out. I'm a little scared after some wild nights with tequila in college. And (laughs) yeah, but anyway, the point is, um, know where you're at with your health journey. If you feel like you're in a place where you're drinking responsibly and you like to enjoy a glass of wine after work or a beer with your husband or whoever, go for it. But if you're at a place where you really want to reduce 
any sort of toxins or inflammation. Um, cutting out alcohol is a surefire way to kickstart any sort of health cleanse. And Ali and I have both cut out alcohol for significant periods of time. And so we're here to tell you, you can do it and it is possible and you can still have fun by drinking sparkling water. Hmm. Yeah, the sparkling water trick is really good. And I heard it once with someone calling it sober curious. And um, she would like always promote drinking a sparkling water with lemon or lime. So you can still feel like you're in the club without um, having to hinder your health and um, step away from whatever goals you have. So our next tip is so obvious. And we were like, even unsure if we should include it. But at the same time, we have so many friends and even our husbands who we feel like don't drink enough water. So our tip is drink more water. Um, the way I've always done it is you take your body weight and you divide it by two and that's how many ounces a day you should be drinking. Yeah. yeah so for me, I'm like around 115, 120. So I should be drinking around 60 ounces of water a day. Um, Carly and I are avid water drinkers. It's it's actually insane how much water we drink. It's like we're these starving camels on the desert who haven't seen water in weeks. And every time we take a sip of water, there's this like giant sound effect afterwards as if we haven't drank in a week. But it, like in all reality, we both drink a lot of water. And um, we see a lot of our friends who might bring one water bottle to work with them for the whole day. And they still haven't drank that one bottle of water. That's a serious no-no. Your body is starving for hydration. And also the benefit of drinking more water is that for me, it curbs the thinking I'm hungry when I'm not hungry. Um, sometimes I'm just bored and I'm like, oh, I should find a snack. But if I just chug a bunch of water, that sensation goes away in my mind um, because it's not even a sensation of the body so much as it is the mind being bored and wandering and wanting something to do. And so, and then of course, there are so many health benefits to drinking more water. Okay. It's not a, um, what's what I'm looking for? It's not a coincidence that every health professional and like every health poster in a, in a doctor's office says drink more water. So try to get yourself a water bottle that is a big water bottle and drink like as, as much as you can, three to four to five of those water bottles throughout your day and start to really track it and notice it and be aware of it. And uh, you'll also notice the more water you drink, the more you cut out other beverages that you might've been drinking before that you thought were hydrating, like soda or sugary drinks. Um, maybe you're having too many cups of coffee in one day. So I find the more water I drink, the more I am also not keen to like reach for a beverage uh, aside from water, like aside from like a morning coffee or tea uh, or like a wine at night, I'm drinking water. We're both drinking water all day long. Yeah, that's such a great point. And on that note, I just want to add one more thing, which is water is one of the best ways to flush all of the toxins out of your body. So all those, if you are having late nights out drinking or if you do eat the poor food, um, it's a surefire way to help your body eliminate uh, that build up. So that's a nice way to think about it too. <laughs> okay. And lastly, tip number six, eat to nourish your body. 
aka eat when you're actually hungry. I know this one can be really hard because like Ali said, it's not so much signs from our body. It's a sign from our mind. We get bored and we want something to snack on. So we have a few tips about how to push through this. The first thing is one of my really good girlfriends dropped a ton of weight and she looks absolutely incredible. And she said one of the ways she did it was at the end of every meal, she would tell herself, okay, that was really good. I am full. Don't worry. Self, you will eat again in a few hours. And she just kept telling herself that. So instead of reaching for more food or trying to fill snacks in between or trying to eat every two hours, she would just say, hey, it's not that big deal. In like four or five hours, you're going to get a whole nother meal. Mm. And it was like this prep pep talk she had with herself. And I'd never heard that perspective before, but I'm like, damn, that is so true. I mean, you aren't always going to eat again. Most of us, thank God, are blessed to have um, food on the table every meal and we're not hungry and we don't know how it feels to actually be hungry. And so with that luxury, um, sometimes comes overindulging. And so I think it's just a reminder to take things slow on your body. The next tip under this is if you feel the urge to snack, ask yourself, am I truly hungry in this moment? Before you reach for the snack, take a minute and to tap in and see what do you really need? In these moments, maybe it's best to chug some water, like Ali said, or go for some tea, or maybe put some lemon in your water, or have an, have like a nice green juice, or something like that to satisfy whatever craving you're having, and maybe curb it until you actually get to a place of hunger. Ali and I are both reading a book called Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And the Dalai Lama talks about the Buddhist um, perspective of eating. And he says, we eat food to nourish our bodies, not to overindulge. And we come to this place um, of consciousness before every meal to remind ourselves, this is here to nourish my body. This is not here to make me feel sick. This is not here to make me feel overly full. And so I think it's a beautiful perspective and a beautiful take on food that really we are eating for nourishment. And we're also eating for delight and pleasure and love and family. But if we're coming from a place of putting ourselves first, living our truth and cleaning up our diets, that means maybe for the next few weeks or month or whatever it takes, put aside all of those other ways that you use food and put yourself first and eat to nourish your body first. Hmm. So well said. And for those of you who are interested in what we eat generally in our lives off the boat and on the boat, we'll list some ideas as well as some of our favorite bloggers in the episode post notes. So you can find those as always over at truthanddaremovement.com. And before we leave you ladies today, we want to remind you that we love connecting with you on Instagram and seeing that you're listening in. So as you're listening on your phones, screenshot our conversation today, share it on Instagram, tag us. Um, it just makes us feel good. And it reminds us why we're hitting record on the mic and uh, why we're chasing Wi-Fi down all over the Caribbean to bring you this conversation. And it also just keeps us connected to you as a community, as well as spreading the message of truth and dare. And for this 
uh, week when you tag us. We would also love to know, you know, what are you eating? What are your favorite bloggers? What are your favorite meals? So let us know in that comment, in that post, so we can expand our ideas too, because here on the boat, we're getting a little dry. <laughs> we're running out of ideas. We're doing the same, we're almost doing the same thing like every week. And I think um, all of us would appreciate some some new ideas. So some vegetarian meal ideas, if you have them and they're simple too, we can't like be hunting down some incredible ingredient, um, send them our way. We would really appreciate it. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in, for being part of this community, for committing to live your truth and daring to change. And uh, we'll meet you back here next week for another Conscious Conversation. Bye. Bye.